Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors in over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. Mike Gallagher. Every day, Mike visits with Mark Davis. Morning host on 660 AM, The Answer in Dallas. Here's today's M&M experience. He, of course, when I wake up, it's already the middle of the day for him. It's 3.38 in the afternoon. And just in the last couple of hours, Mike has um, texted me pictures of him in full helmet and uh, Kevlar and flak arrangement as you uh, went deep in the war zone. Can't wait to hear about it. And welcome. Well, uh, yeah, it was quite a day. We went to the uh, Southern District of Israel, known as the Gaza Envelope. This is where one of the, there was a, a number of kibbutzes, and you've probably seen the video of the horrific attack on these peaceful community people. This is a collective community of people who do a lot of agriculture. They have you see a lot of flowers and crafts, and it's just a tight knit community. And in this particular community near Oz, it's called near Oz, is where we were. Um, I talked to the head of security of this particular kibbutz. And, Mark, uh, it was chilling because we could see Gaza from our perch. Uh, It was less than a mile from where we were. And we could hear the mortar fire as I was uh, there on a number of occasions. In fact, we isolated uh, one of the the cannon fire. And the guy said, cannon. I kind of looked at him and said, cannon? He goes, yeah, that's what we call them. When they're not on a uh, a vehicle, uh, when it's a stationary mortar firing uh, weapon, we call it cannon. And here was what it sounded like as I was talking to Ilan Isaacson, chief of security for the Eshkot region where I was uh, where I visited today in the Gaza envelope. You can hear by the sound how close we were to uh, to the to the fighting. Here's what it sounded like in the middle of that interview. Can you talk about how the security here, and we just we can hear of, of some bombing in the background. That was going wow. on about every nine wow. or ten minutes when we were there. And gets your attention. I mean, we that were given instructions. Well, it does. I mean, and, and, you know, as we were driving in, our security team, and we have, we've had a security team with us the whole time. And it was, you know, uh, part of the, it's been a, you know, big process bureaucratically to, to bring a host into a war zone because obviously there's fiduciary responsibilities that the company has and they had to do life insurance, you know, certain insurance for me uh, for the company's sake. And one of the contingencies was that I would have two armed security guards with me at all times, uh, which we have had. And so these wonderful, wonderful men, uh, they got big guns um, and they are, are just kind and but they're very resolute and they know what war is like. Yeah. And they gave us instructions specifically if there if something goes sideways, you are to fall to the ground. You are to put your hands on the sides of your head. You keep your helmet on. You keep your, your flak jacket on and you stay to the ground until we tell you otherwise. Um we, we, we drove all throughout the, the southern region, Mark, and to see, I, I, I'm going to, you know me, I'm a pretty emotional guy. We, we, we visited one home that was the residence in the, the kibbutz of an elderly man, and he was a grandfather because there were little children's toys strewn around in front of his home, and he had a Filipino caregiver 
the Filipino caregiver was a devout Christian. And the house that we visited that was completely ravaged, you could see it was all burned out. Um, and the when the terrorists attacked at about 645 in the morning, the morning of October the 7th, the elderly man immediately knew what was happening. He said, we're under attack, we're under attack. And he said to the younger Filipino caregiver, you have to run, you have to flee, you have to save your life. And that, that caregiver refused to leave. He said, no, I'm going to stay with you, I'm going to be there with you, and we're going to get through this together. The elderly man was murdered. The Filipino was taken hostage in, to Gaza. And here's the miracle. This Filipino caregiver who was willing to put his life on the line for his boss, for his patient, that Filipino caregiver has been released by uh, in one of the hostage exchanges. So, And the grim remnant of the house of this elderly man, besides the little children's toys that we saw strewn about in the front yard, was his nearly brand new bright blue walker that he used to get around his his home in. And that walker is still outside of the house, a reminder, a very grim reminder of who used to live there before the terrorists murdered him. We went over to um, Starot. Starot is the site of a big massacre of police officers. The Starot uh, police station was raided that morning by 26 terrorists. Um, eight police officers were killed inside the police station, um, two more were killed in front of the police station, and the terrorists, though, were cornered, finally, in that police station. It was their plan to kill the police and then continue their rampage through this city of Sarot. And there was a there was a yeshiva just a couple hundred yards away with a lot of young boys who um, were, you know, they would have been killed by these terrorists. But the brave fighting forces, the Israeli forces, uh, surrounded the police station, and they made the decision to annihilate the police station, killing all 26 of the terrorists inside. And right now, where that once that police station once once stood is now just gravel. It has already been raised. It is cleared out, and uh, and there are flyers up everywhere. There was a sniper across the street from the police station, an Israeli sniper who was who was uh, taking out a number of the terrorists. One man was critically injured, and we stood in front of the bomb shelter where he was sort of dragged and propped up against it, and the bloodstains are still there. And we chronicled that with our cameras to show uh, our audience who will be watching today on Salem News Channel. So those are the things we saw. Those were the sounds we heard, the stories of survival, the stories of, of heartache. And, of course, now the message is get these hostages home. We must Get them home. There are still so many hostages who are being held as ransom, really, by the, you know, as a negotiating tool by the evildoers, by these Hamas terrorists. When I went to, um, I got one more thing, and then I'll I'll, I'll, I'll certainly turn over to you. There's so much breaking news I know going on. No, no problem. But but we grabbed um, these dog tags at Hostage Square yesterday in Tel Aviv. They have these beautiful little dog tags that say in English, bring them home now. And in Hebrew, our hearts are with those captured in Gaza. It's in Hebrew. I bought 200 of these dog tags to bring back with me to the United States. Now, we're here as a fact-finding and a mission trip on behalf of the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. I thought it would be kind of cool to sell these memorial dog tags, these tribute tags 
to the victims of this massacre and the people who are being held captive. And so we've put together a neat little offer. If you, if your audience, and I only have, I think I have a hundred, I have a hundred total. If you make a donation of $99 to the, the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews, we'll send you this tag with this beautiful Hebrew message. Our hearts are with those in Gaza. It's again, it's in Hebrew and then below that in English, bring them home now. You have to make a, it has to be exactly $99 so we know that you want the tag. But if you go to MikeOnline.com and click on the Israel at War banner at the top of the page and you, and you, and you make a $99 donation, we will send you, while they last, there's only $100, we'll send you one of these dog tags. Just go to MikeOnline.com and I'll, I, I bet, I, they, I wonder they might sell out just well, from the Mark Davis no, family. <laughs> they, they soon will be if, if I know this audience. And what you have just shared, this is why they fight. This is why we gather in support of this fight. And right. if anybody from AOC to Rashida Tlaib to, to the voters of Dearborn, Michigan need to understand why this is going on, the things you have described is why Israel had to fight back. They are fighting back. This is a response to what is, and and nobody's being glib when they call this Israel's 9-11. It was about a thousand people slaughtered on that day in a country of about 10 million. 9-11 was 3,000 people slaughtered in a country 30 times bigger. Uh, and again, I don't want to play. Can you top this with evil? But but proportionally speaking, that's why this is not. A, it's an understatement to call it Israel's nine eleven in terms of the death toll. You're right. So You're here so right. in America, and, where across college campuses and in the in the Democrat Party, the, this notion. Listen, if somebody's on the Palestinian side of this in terms of the land dispute, fine. But there is a pro Hamas wing of the Democrat Party. There is a pro Hamas poison that is that is infiltrating our campuses and. Uh, uh, and over here in, in this country, to which you will soon return, things remain crazy. Well, and, and I will tell you that to Israelis, to Jews here in Israel, they really don't get that because there is nobody here. In fact, the left wing, as many have told me, is no more. There, there's no lefties anymore who are who are peaceniks, as they call them. And that's kind of the Israeli term for these people who lived near the Gaza border and would send over balloons and and care packages and love. And now they now they know, you know, and a lot, a lot of those people befriended the, the Palestinians who betrayed the Jews, who, who told God, who told Hamas that house. The, yep, they've got a German shepherd in the back. You got to take out the German shepherd first. That house, they have two adult kids. And another point, Mark, I want to make. Make no mistake, almost everybody here is armed. I'm going to tell you a funny story. Um, all right, I'm, a, I'm, I'm pretty exhausted. This has been a tough week, and I'm not as young as I used to be, and I like my creature comforts, and my hotel has a spa where I decided I'm going to treat myself to a massage. Mm-hmm. And the, 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 the uh, spa said, we've got somebody who <laughs> massages soldiers, and he's terrific, and, you know, it's no problem. So go here into the room. Yeah. Well, the gentleman to, that was my here, massage therapist yep. was about 50, 55 years old and an, orth, and an Orthodox Jew. Yes. So that was that kind of thought. I thought that was kind of different, you know. So yes. he's got the, the prayer shawl on. He had yep. the, the, the yarmulke, of course, the long beard. 
Yeah. And he had in his waistband yep. the biggest gun I've ever seen. He's packing, and I knew it. He's packing. And I thought, please put it down when you're rubbing my back, or 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 I'm not gonna like the outcome of this massage. But it's everywhere. I'm talking yes. I'm telling how about oh, oh, the waiters in the restaurant? There's there is a very different conversation about guns here in Israel. People are armed, and the Israeli government gets it. They understand it. Now, they don't have a Second Amendment debate. It is a bit different here. When you get a license for a gun here, that license matches the exact gun you're allowed to have. In other words, not like us where you can have a bunch of different guns with one license. It doesn't work that way here. And and the other thing that's fascinating in, in terms of, of the, the gun, they have a four-hour training course, and that be it. Yes, four hours, yes, and you get, your, you get your permit, and you get your gun, and Godspeed, and protect your family. They yeah. do not use guns for hobby here. They do not use guns no. for hunting. It's not for recreational activity. They don't really have gun, range per, per, gun ranges per se. It is to stay alive, and it's a lesson we sure could learn in the United States, don't you it think, my friend? It is indeed. So two things. Hey, that, real, that quick, real quickly, the before, evident- before, you, before you end here, and I want to tell you one thing, because there's nothing dumber than seeing me in a helmet and a flak jacket, because I'm not made for this. But if you want to see what it looks like, and it's a helmet and a flak jacket provided yep. by the International Fellowship of Christians yep. and Jews, because they donate these flak jackets and helmets to first responders here in Israel, thanks to the donations and the contributions of our audience. If you want to see the stupidest-looking man with a helmet on and a flak jacket uh. in Gaza, you'll see Gaza over my shoulder. If you text the keyword Gaza to 800-655-6453, we'll send you back the picture. Because, listen, this is a very visual and interactive thing. But it, we're it on the radio every me. morning. I, but you texted I want, that to me at like five o'clock this morning. And, went, and it's funny. It's like, oh, there's Mike, you know, in a, in a, in a helmet and the flag thing. But then I, you, you take a moment to realize why you have it on, and it's because of right. where you are. And the only thing I wanted to do, I had, I had nothing else content wise. You'll you'll be back on Monday, and, and tr- they'll still be trying to yank Trump off of ballots. Trump and Biden will have been to the border. Who thought that was a good idea for Biden? We'll have everything to talk about tomorrow's a travel day. But for your travels, just thank you for your own show, of course which is the, the final one of which from Jerusalem, 10 o'clock as soon as we're done here on 660 AM, The Answer. But you know how much I love this segment. You know how much I love you. This week has been so special, and we are so in your debt. And uh, safe well, travels, my friend. I just and, love and, you so and let me say, And let me say from the Holy Land what you mean to me, because talking to you every day before I start this show, and, and I'm, not, I'm not exaggerating, it's been a tough week. It's been a hard week and, and, and an exhausting week. And emotionally, I'm spent, but talking to you is... Having somebody that I love in my life and your wonderful, loving audience talking and connecting to the to the Metroplex every day before I start my show is a real blessing. So thank you, my friend. Download the podcast and hear all of Mike and Mark's conversations at MikeOnline.com for the M&M experience. Turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525.